You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to Now Hear This. I'm your host, Chris Spangle. Now Hear This is a conversation with leaders in Indianapolis that are working to improve the lives of Hoosiers. Our goal is to empower you to join in their work, make a difference while informing you about the unseen aspects of life in Indiana. If you miss an episode, you can listen via podcast at nowhearthisindy.com. I'm very excited to talk to my guest today. She is an, an eminent citizen, one of the most accomplished people in the city uh, that is a, a great leader in our, in our city. Uh, her name is Maggie Lewis. She's the CEO and executive director of Boys and Girls Clubs of Indianapolis. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. And thank you for that warm welcome. No, absolutely. I've, I've followed your career for a long time and uh, you do so many great things for the city of Indianapolis. And we are so happy to have you here on Now Hear This. Uh, we're here today to talk about the Boys and Girls Clubs of Indianapolis. And, uh, you know, start. let's start with what, what is that? We see the signs around. You may have heard of the organization, but what do you do exactly? So Boys and Girls Clubs of Indianapolis, one, we have been around for over 125 years in our great city of Indianapolis. Our mission is simple, to, to serve the kids that need us most. We will do whatever it takes to ensure that our kids are successful, productive citizens in our community. And so that support and what that looks like varies. But again, at the end of the day, we want to serve the kids in our city that needs us most. How did the organization get started? So like a lot of great organizations, it actually started by some amazing women who saw a need um, to serve kids in our community, wanted to ensure that they had the tools that they need to be successful, that they had a place where they can go and be safe, a place where they can go and receive that mentorship, that support that they needed. And not because the, the family wasn't intact, but we find that in a lot of different communities, parents and caregivers are busy taking care of the bills, going to work, going to better themselves so they can um, be a better provider. And so our kids are often left at home by themselves to, to fend for themselves. And so the Boys and Girls Clubs comes in and provide that after school care for the kids in our communities. So what does that look like for your typical member that comes into one of your programs? Tell us about some of the programs that uh, you run. So again, we are after school provider. Um, so after school, kids are dropped off at the Boys and Girls Clubs. Um, we have 12 locations throughout our great city. Um, we provide meals. And so oftentimes we know that our kids are faced with a lot of different challenges. We want to offer these programs. But first, we want to make sure their basic needs are met. And so we provide meals to our kids um, when they come um, into our space. We provide academic um, programming. So we want to make sure that our kids are getting help with their homework, that they're getting the tutoring that they need, again, to be um, successful in school. So lots of programming around academics. Also, healthy lifestyles. We want to make sure that our kiddos are healthy. And um, we want to make sure they're making healthy choices with their foods. Um, we want to ensure that they're being physically active. Oftentimes, kids like to play video games. And I'm not knocking video games. But when I grew up, we were out running around playing tag and, and, and playing kickball and what have you. So we want to make sure that our kids are, are healthy and physically active. And so those are the types of programs that happen in our space. We also offer um, arts programming. We do um, programming around um, food, um, you name it. Again, we try to provide a lot of different programs 
for our kids to keep their attention because we recognize there are a lot of different things competing for our kids' um, attention. And so we wanna, again, provide that safe space and give them activities that keep them busy and active and 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 off of the streets. So do do uh, your members show up to a physical location? Are you in schools? Where do these activities take place? So we have five standalone clubs that we like to call, but then also we have seven school sites where we have great partnerships with Warren Schools, IPS, and a charter school here in our community. So um, it, for the school sites, it's really easy. With the, when that school bell rings, they just come on over to a space where our team is there welcoming them and, and, and keeping them busy. But then we do have those five standalone sites in neighborhoods that we believe that truly needs us. Um, and so they're dropped off at, at the sites. We have one site specifically at 38th and Post Road. It's our newest site. And we believe that community need needed a boys and girls club. And so we're there to be a, a great community partner, but then also located at a space where a place where kids can get to us from the apartments over in that area specifically. We are talking to Maggie Lewis, who is the CEO and executive director of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Indianapolis. And their website is bgcindy.org. You can follow them on Twitter at bgcindy. What does, who is the typical member of one of your clubs? Yeah, so when we say the kids that need us as most, it's um, young people anywhere from the age of five to 18. Um, again, parents are often working, going to school, need that extra support for the family. So we become that safe place for families to, for mom and dad to go off to work, to go to school and do what they need to do. Um, but again, five to 18 years of age are the kids that we serve. We here recently created a program for what we call Opportunity Youth from ages 16 to 24. Um, somewhere along the path, they, they, they've gone the wrong direction. They feel like they've gotten off the beaten path. And so we have the Pivot Program, again, 16 to 24 years of age for kids who maybe dropped out of school, gotten in trouble with the law, and just need some help rethinking what life could be. Um, so we are also serving that age group as well, which is a little bit different than what we've done in the past. But again, we felt like there was a need in the community and Boys and Girls Clubs, along with the city of Indianapolis, employee Andy Cafe, came together to create this opportunity for these youth specifically. Can you give us some specific examples of, you know, with, uh, you know, respecting privacy, but give us some reasons for why that particular program was necessary. What, what are you seeing out there in your work that, our listeners ought to understand about the need for that program. So when we talk about opportune youth, we're talking about, again, kiddos who may have dropped out of school for whatever reason, who have found that they needed to help support their family members, um, have gotten in trouble with the law. We know that African-American males in our community specifically have dropped out of school at a higher rate, have, have to deal with um, unemployment at a higher rate, and so again, with that type of information in our community, we felt like we needed to come together and create some support and programming around to help them rethink what success looks like and what life could be. Again, when kids drop out of school and find themselves caught up with the law or getting in trouble, like there's gotta be someone to come alongside them and help them rethink what life could be. Do you have some examples that of folks that have come out of the Boys and Girls Club and, and some of these programs, be it that specific one or um, others, 
that that highlights your work, the importance of your work that really helped set someone up for success? Again, no fault of their parents' um, own, right? Parents have to do what they need to do to take care of their families. We often have um, young people who just don't have that mentorship. I can think of one lady, one young lady right now, dad was out work doing what he needs to do. Um, she was at home oftentimes by herself, joined the boys, boys and girls club at a young age and stayed with us through um, high school, got to the point where she's like, I want to go to high school, but I know that I can't afford it. My father can't um, help financially. And so the Boys and Girls Club, because we have scholarship money and because she's been a member for such a long time, we were able to help this young lady um, go to college. And so she's at school, she's thriving. And because of that mentorship and that support, we were able to step in and help her family get this young lady through school and off to college. And we're very proud of that. And there, again, when I, I, I chuckle, my team chuckle when I say we do whatever it takes to ensure that a child is successful and, and are able to identify what success looks like. That's what I mean. Like we will stand with a child and that family through as long as we can. And then again, when they turn 18 and they're figuring out what's next, we're gonna be right there with them to give them the support and the tools that they need to be successful. Well, that is great. So if, if someone out there is listening to this and wants to involve their child in your program, how does one go about that? So you can give us a call at 317-920-4700. Again, 317-920-4700. Um, you can also email us. Or, no, I'll, I'll say check out our website. It's probably the easiest, www dot bgcindy.org. Um, again, we're easy to easy to find. Look us up. And again, we we offer a program at such a low rate. So for the school year, it's twenty five dollars. But if a family says we can't afford that twenty five dollars, we will waive that twenty five dollars. We just want to be a support to this community and to our kids. Now more than ever, we feel like our children um, need us. So I started this program a month before the coronavirus pandemic hit, and that has taken up the the majority of the discussion, just seeing how our community has responded to the pandemic. And I have seen some amazing things come out of these conversations and and the, uh, the social entrepreneurial spirit, so to speak. How have you adapted to the pandemic? How has that changed your organization? What are you doing differently? Yeah. So when the pandemic first hit, like a lot of um, not-for-profits, we had to shift how we were offering services to um, our members. And so we started providing um, virtual programming to our kids. And so we used the Zoom platform to to meet with our kids, to check in with our kids, to help with that e-learning. But one thing that happened, what we noticed immediately, our kids would sign up, but they didn't have the tools that they needed to participate in. For example, we, we would have them sign up to do an arts program. And then we realized, wait a minute, they don't have the paper or the, or the, the scissors or the, or the pace. And so we had to quickly go get some donations and get some support and then drop off materials to our kids on their doorsteps to ensure that they're able to 
participate and get the best out of the program that's being offered. We also realized like, hey, they were jumping on Zoom and then they were talking about being hungry. So with a lot of support of the community, we started dropping off food boxes at our members' homes. Again, doing whatever we needed to do to ensure that our kids and our families knew that they were not alone. And, you know, we often talk about um, a lot of things have been canceled in 2020, right? But we believe at Boys and Girls Clubs of Indianapolis that hope is not canceled. So anything that we can do to inspire and 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 to talk about hope and and again inspire our families, that's what we're, we want to do because we do not believe hope is canceled. That's one thing that we really believe um, through and through. Sounds great, just to have that lifeline, somebody checking in and and just uh, making sure folks are okay. Absolutely. And we as adults need that, right? We, yeah. we need to know that there's somebody willing to stand beside us or come alongside us and just hold our hands and help us through this. And so that's what we do at Boys and Girls Club. That's why mentorship is so important in our community. Um, kids need to know that there's a, an adult that loves and cares about them. So obviously everybody's shifting to fundraising events. Those are incredibly important for any nonprofit. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the virtual youth of the year, Blue Door Gala. So now more than ever, we believe it's important that we celebrate our youth. I just talked about hope being canceled and a lot of things being canceled in 2020. But again, we believe hope is not canceled and we need to celebrate our kids, our babies now more than ever. So every year, we select a youth of the year. It's our opportunity to bring all of our kids together and celebrate the good things that they're doing in, in, in life, right? Oftentimes we hear about the bad things kids are doing, but this is our opportunity to celebrate them, um, whether they're doing great in sports, whether they're doing well in academics. We just want to stop and pause and celebrate our kids. And so on November the 11th, we're going to announce our youth of the year. Again, it is a fundraiser. Um, and like many not-for-profits, fundraising has gotten challenging. Um, and so the feel of our gala, will it, it, it will feel different. However, the purpose is still the same. We want to celebrate our kids and thank them for all the great things that they they do too in our, in our community. So that event is going to take place virtually November the 11th from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., all the information, again, is on um, our website, and you can sign on to this um, event. Um, it is free, but we are asking for a donation of, a, of $150. But again, if that is too steep for you, we're asking for a donation. Again, again any amount that you can um, give would be greatly appreciated. Final question to Maggie Lewis, who is the CEO of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Indianapolis. What is the one thing you see every day in your work that you wish everybody understood? That our kids are amazing. They are amazing. Again, oftentimes we focus on the bad things that kids are doing, but we have great young people in our community and we do need to celebrate them. It's often, often like with everything that's going on in the world from the pandemic, the politics, all that negative stuff. We have some amazing kids that deserve our attention. And I promise you, they make everything feel so much better and put things into perspective like no one else. 
Maggie Lewis, CEO and Executive Director of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Indianapolis. Their website is bgcindy.org. Be sure to check them out. Thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Now Hear This. I am your host, Chris Spangle. If you missed any portion of our program, you can listen on our website, nowhearthisindy.com. If you'd like to have your organization featured on the show, please email Gabby at nowhearthisindy at iheartmedia.com. Thank you for listening, and we will be back again next weekend with Now Hear This. In the span of two years, podcast advertising has become a billion-dollar industry. Why? Changes to social media and search engines aren't getting the same results as they used to. And let's be honest, why would anyone want to financially support them? Plus, the loyal audiences of audio brands have a better return on investment. Need more convincing on that? Look up Edison Research's Infinite Dial. As the longest-running libertarian network, the audience of the We Are Libertarians podcast network have been our partners in growth for almost a decade. We are looking for advertisers that will enhance the lives of our listeners, and we have only six slots available for companies that are looking to grow with us. Volume matters in advertising, and no other libertarian brand can offer you over 40 episodes across 10 shows a month while reaching tens of thousands of people for one easy monthly payment. It is simple. Email me now, Chris Spangle at chrisspangle.com, and let us start supporting your business as you support ours.